the first thing and the first order of business is going to be the issue of the FBI executing the search warrant of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home on Monday evening. Shockwaves across the country sparking speculation that there could be an indictment. Um, I use the word imp- unprecedented. I'm going to use it several times uh, because it's unprecedented for a president to keep classified documents, and it's uh, unprecedented for the Department of Justice to itch- issue a search warrant. And finally, um, the idea that it was released by the FBI is also uh, something that is unprecedented. This afternoon, I want to talk about these issues, and I'm going to try to stay out of the political uh, aspect of this. I know that a lot of people have strong opinions from a political standpoint. But what I'm going to try to do is work with the facts as we know them and uh, and the law as we know it and try to understand what the legal ramifications of some of these things are and what they might be into the future. And if you have any questions, you can certainly give me a call here at 312-981-7200. With us to discuss these issues is one of the most foremost experts. You've seen him quoted and interviewed all week on this issue, Professor Richard Paint. Painter. Uh, He's been uh, from 2005 to 2007. He was the chief White House ethics lawyer in the George W. Bush administration. He's the vice chair of Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, a longtime Republican and self-described centrist and also a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Welcome to the show, Professor Painter. How are you? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Karen. So nice to have you on. I know your father was a professor at University of Illinois Law School, and I actually had a class with him. So this is uh, this is quite an honor to have you on the show. Well, wonderful, wonderful. I, I'm not you. sure I remember a, a darn thing he taught me, but uh, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I think I, I turned out okay, I guess, sort of. Uh, anyway, let's take this step-by-step, Professor. Um, when you are the President of the United States, what are your legal obligations when it comes to the records that are generated, that you receive, and that you generate during your administration? Well, classified records uh, have to be kept uh, confidential and only shared with those who have uh, security clearance and a need to know. Uh, that is uh, the law, and that law applies to everyone, including the president. Now, the president, of course, can decide to declassify documents, uh, and uh, that is his prerogative, but he has to do that. In this case, I don't think Donald Trump ever did declassify the documents. Uh, once it's over, uh, he um, no longer uh, has the uh, right uh, to access classified documents unless the current president or someone else in the administration uh, uh, consults him and shares classified information with him. There was obviously no reason for these documents to be kept at Mar-a-Lago uh, after the end of Donald Trump's term. Professor, they should not have been taken to Mar-a-Lago to begin with. Let me just ask you, let, I just want to break this down. Classify, what does that mean? I mean, we think we know what that means, but there must be a very technical uh, explanation or definition of what that term actually means. Does that mean anything that has come across your desk? Does it mean something that is harmful to public uh, national security? What exactly does it mean? Classified uh, documents are designated as such uh, by our national security officials uh, because uh, the disclosure of those documents could be uh, dangerous, jeopardizing national security. And uh, the uh, documents can be declassified, and often are, by an intelligence official or someone else. Uh, The president, of course, is head of the executive branch, has that power to classify documents and declassify them. 
Uh, but what he does not have the right to do is take them to his personal residence and then retain them after the end of his presidency. Can you explain to our listeners before we go to take a break here, um, why is it why is this such an important rule and an important law? Because disclosure of classified information would be very, very dangerous to our national security if we get classified information disclosed at any time by anyone. It's critically important that these procedures be followed uh, so the information is not fall into the wrong hands. And, you know, you, you we've heard talk that, oh, well, they were in a safe or they were in a very secured place with a lock. Um, I guess my, my concern here is, too, you know, Mar-a-Lago is a, a uh, club, and people stay in the club. Obviously, they don't stay in, in Donald Trump's um, place where he resides there. But it, it would be, it seemed to me that it would be a national security nightmare to protect that full time until, until those documents somehow get destroyed, right? Very much so. It would be very, very uh, uh, compromising. Uh, this is not a secure information facility. Uh, certainly wasn't after the termination of his presidency. And it's inappropriate. It's indeed a violation of the Espionage Act to mishandle uh, classified information. And this should never have happened. And then, well, we do not know what he would have, was going to do with them. And that's what the Justice Department needs to investigate. Let's take a break. Uh, we're talking to Professor Richard Painter, uh, who is an expert on this area. He spent uh, several years as the White House ethics lawyer in the George W. Bush administration. You're listening to The Karen Conti Show on WGN. Welcome back. Thank you for holding. Um, Professor Painter, let's talk a little bit about the history and the, of, oh, of this kind of thing. Has, has there ever been a president that had an issue like this before where there was a controversy about him, him I can say him, there's never been a her, taking uh, documents out of the White House? I've never uh, seen this uh, before. We've, of course, had controversies about uh, presidents taking the White House China uh, <laughs> and various other um, relatively minor things, but never uh, classified information. Uh, or documents uh, that belong to the United States government. Uh, this is really quite unprecedented and, and really disturbing on top of all of the other problems we've had with this administration uh, and Donald Trump's behavior, uh, including what happened uh, leading up to January 6th uh, that we've all heard about. So it is very, very disturbing. Now, is it possible that the DOJ um, got this warrant in order to just get the documents back without any idea that they're going to prosecute him for that? Could that be their motivation for issuing this warrant or having this warrant issued? We don't know. Uh, we know that they uh, had probable cause to believe a crime had been committed, uh, and apparently that crime involved the, uh, uh, the, the taking of federal government papers. And uh, and they uh, they then had a judge sign the search warrant, and uh, we don't know what they actually found. Uh, we've had general descriptions of what they found, and we don't know what else is going on until the Department of Justice makes an announcement about that. I would encourage everybody, if who's interested in this at all, on either side of this, you know, politically, um, to look at the warrant and to look at the receipt, it's called, which is the list. Again, it doesn't list out anything in any great detail, but it lists generally what was contained in some of these boxes, um, because it's, it is very interesting. Now, I understand, Professor, that there are different designations, confidential, secret, and top secret. Can you explain to our listeners what the difference is between those um, categories? Well, uh, it's uh, 
the top secret information, of course, would be um, more critical to our national security to keep that uh, out of the wrong hands, uh, as opposed to the secret or confidential. We also have SEI special um, information about the sources of um, our intelligence, uh, which has to be protected in order for those uh, sources to stay safe. Uh, so these different levels are, are important, and we have different levels of clearance for uh, of officials in the government. And, uh, of course, the president has the highest level of clearance um, and can decide these things when he's president. But he doesn't just keep these documents and then give them to anybody he wants after he leaves office. Now, um, why do you think Merrick Garland uh, made the unprecedented, again, decision to release this warrant to the public? Because I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that well, in the middle of, of this kind of investigation, this kind of um, execution of a warrant, that we actually see the warrant. Um, why, why would you, could you speculate as to why he did that? Well, uh, there's a lot of controversy uh, about this. Uh, there's a search of the former president's home. And the former president, like everyone else, has constitutional right not to have his home searched unless there is a warrant. Uh, signed by a judge that's under the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution. And uh, I believe the Attorney General wanted to make it clear that there was such a warrant and uh, show it to everybody, uh, given all this controversy. So I think that makes a lot of sense. What are the laws that could come into play? And I know that in the warrant itself, they cite, I believe, three statutes, three federal statutes that might have been violated by the removal of these documents. Can you just, in lay terms, tell us what the nature of these laws are and what the possible ramifications of a violation might be? Well, even if documents are not classified, it is a crime to destroy the documents or to uh, to steal the documents, the only copies. Uh, and then, of course, there are additional uh, crimes that are committed if there's mishandling of classified information. Uh, all of those um, crimes involve penalties, including jail time. On top of that, if documents are stolen in order to obstruct a federal investigation, including the investigation of what happened on January, uh, January 6th, that would be obstruction of justice, which would lead to yet further criminal penalties. That, we remember, is what Richard Nixon would have been charged with if he hadn't been pardoned by President Ford. Uh, so we have yet to say what crimes were committed. Um, it's early in this uh, investigation, but this is a very, very serious matter. And it's so funny to me, funny in an irony sense, um, that a lot of people are not taking this seriously and are just kind of brushing this off. And again, I'm trying I'm not trying to get political here, but it just seems like it's pretty clear that this is something that should be taken seriously and um, and people should be upset about this whole thing. Um uh. And, and I, I guess from your standpoint, I mean, you, you served the George W. Bush administration. This is what you did. You were an ethics counsel there. You were giving him advice about how to follow the laws. I mean, can you tell us how? I mean, I, I think you've said it, but it's, it's pretty serious, is it not? Absolutely. Uh, this is very serious, and this shouldn't be political. Uh, we all care about our national security, uh, whether we're Democrats, Republicans, or Independents. Uh, and it's critically important to safeguard uh, the government documents uh, and not to mishandle classified information. And also destruction of government documents, theft of government documents, obstruction of justice. These are all serious matters. And we should come together as a country and insist that the rule of law be upheld. And do you think that he had lawyers telling him about this? 
I mean, in any administration, there are lawyers that are tasked with knowing these laws, because I'm sure that there's a big part of the population who are saying, well, Donald Trump doesn't know that. Why would he know that? He's he's a businessman. He's president, but he he's never read these statutes. He can't bother with reading those laws. Someone must have been to- telling him about this, right? I have no idea if lawyers told him um, about this at all. He didn't listen to his lawyers. He didn't listen to his White House counsel. Uh, we saw that from the January 6th hearings. Um, There's a man who doesn't listen to anyone um, but himself and his own impulses. And uh, that's why uh, he's in this situation and why we had such a difficult presidency for four years. Um, you published a link to the uh, Julius Rosenberg warrant on Twitter. Um, why did you do that, and what is it that you can glean from looking at that warrant? Well, that is uh, obviously the most extreme example of a violation of the Espionage Act, where someone not only steals government uh, classified documents, but it gives them the foreign power. Here, the Rosenbergs gave the nuclear bomb secret to the Russians. And uh, that led to the death penalty for both Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Uh, that's the most extreme scenario. But once again, we do not know why Donald Trump had these documents. What is he going to do with them after his presidency? And we need to find that out, uh, because this is very, very serious, uh, involving classified information in particular. This might be too detailed a question, but let's just speculate that there will be some sort of charge, um, the, the Presidential Records Act or an Espionage Act or obstruction of justice um, relating to taking these documents out. It, we, he would be entitled to a jury trial, Right. Oh, yes. He definitely would be entitled to a jury trial if he were to be charged with, okay. the, uh, with a criminal offense. So if he's, if the jury, will the jury actually then get to see these top secret documents? I mean, how will the jury know that these documents are, in fact, top, you know, secret or confidential or whatever their designation is without having to review them? And wouldn't that be a breach of national security for a jury to do that? Well, the jury members can be given a, a security clearance for this purpose. And uh, anyone who can't be trusted with security clearance, uh, I don't think should be trusted to be on a jury trying uh, any defendant, much less a former president of the United States. Uh, Security clearances are arranged for private citizens on a case-by-case basis, military contractors and others, and I'm sure that could be worked out for this jury. Interesting. Um, And as far as, um, I guess, what what are we going to see next? What what can you tell us that you might see next uh, down the line on this matter? Well, as I wrote this morning, this morning's Washington Post with Professor Claire Feckelstein, uh, the real focus, um, uh, the most serious matter right now in front of us is what happened on January 6th and the attempt of sedition uh, by former President Trump, the attempt to hold on to power by all means necessary to persuade the Justice Department and possibly the military to side with him in invalidating the November 2020 election. Uh, these events led up to January 6th. This is a very dangerous situation. The, the type of thing that has happened in some Latin American countries, got autogolpe, a coup uh, that is staged by a democratically elected president who simply wants to stay in power forever. Um, and uh, we have called for uh, Donald Trump to be charged with sedition. Uh, the evidence appears to be quite clear there. So this problem with the documents and the Mar-a-Lago is on top of his other legal difficulties. 
And, you know, I, I have to say, you're a longstanding Republican. You work for George W. Bush. So, you know, uh, taking, I, I hope that, that everyone listening knows that we're trying to take politics out of this and we're speaking um, by the facts and the law. And just one final question I have to ask you. What was it like to work for George W. Bush? I very much enjoyed my time in the White House. Uh, he, he was a very, uh, very good president. He listened when I uh, talked with him about uh, ethics issues. He took ethics seriously. Uh, there are matters I disagreed with the administration on, and in particular some of the uh, some of the matters in the Middle East. Of course, the torture uh, policy, uh, things that I had no involvement with as the ethics lawyer in the White House. I, I wish they had done some of those things differently, uh, but. Uh, I believe George W. Bush was a good president, an honest president, and I uh, feel the same way about uh, President Obama, uh, also, uh, as I was uh, at the time from the state of Illinois. Uh, so I, I think we had very good presidents, and uh, I hope we can go back to expecting our presidents to obey the law like everybody else. Professor Richard Painter, thank you so much for joining us here on WGN. You have a good rest of your weekend, and um, maybe we'll talk to you again soon about this. Thank you very much.